Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Do you know what I feel like doing? Getting a blue beetle on your back? I don't know. Of, of course. I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Lowdown. I am your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown on all things that are blue, and I'm joined by my co-host. What up, guys? It's his beetle to his blue. You could can, you could call me Ted Cruz. No? I don't want to be called Ted Cruz. What up, guys? Even Mike. I was trying to rhyme at that end. See, this is what happens when you try to rhyme. Oh, but wait, before we get into... Wait, don't talk. I can't hear you. I have one. There, you, there you go. Look at you. Yeah, you're I'm in plugged. a... You're, you're a mess right now, man. But I'm, a, but I'm hotmess.com. Sure. But before we get into today's pod, we'd like to say thank you to anybody and everybody who is liking and sharing this podcast with anybody and everybody you know. Hi. So today you had a topic, and we're going to discuss this because the DC Cinematic Universe is in a state of flux. It's in a weird position right now. I don't even know how to go about talking about the the general state of DC movies, but Blue Beetle just came out. You've seen it. You have opinions, and I'm here to, like, facilitate because I, I'll, I'll just say this hot take right now. It is not worth seeing any DC movies going forward until they have an established direction because none of it means anything. So you're you're saying that you're not you're, there's no you're saying there's no point to see DC movies. No, at least in my I, I don't know how they're gonna leave it off with Blue Beetle, but like, why am I gonna get invested in a movie that? Because you would assume comic book movies they lead to something else. There's always something bigger. There's always a bigger fish, as Qui Gon Jinn once said from Star Wars, but. Misa don't know what fish is. You would quote Jar Jar. But, uh, you know, and I also get the original premise of a movie is you see the one movie. That's the whole story with wrapped up in a bow. And that's it. You only get one. But (laughs) Harry Potter, seven movies, (laughs) seven movies. You know, there's no. Yeah. You know, there's a lot to it. But I just don't like I don't see the need to I don't want to get attached, especially this actor who did a phenomenal job in the movie from what I've heard. Oh, killed it. Killed it. It's like, don't get me attached if you're just going to be like, all right, in in like five years, he's going to be replaced. That person is going to be replaced. Nothing means anything. Well, granted, nothing does mean anything. Life is a simulation. We're not even real. You're not real. I'm not real. But that's besides the point. This movie, ladies and gentlemen, probably the best telling coming of age story for a superhero movie. Probably the best origin story that we have seen in the last couple of years, both DC and Marvel. I'm saying it. This movie had me laughing. This movie, this second of all, this movie had a packed cinema. People came out and see this movie. Third of all, it's the first like lead Latina, Latina, Latino um, led movie by a superhero. And fourth, it's a great movie. It's actually really fun. I actually enjoyed it more than the Flash movie. Again, that's the Flash movie sucked. But like this movie, at no point was I like, when is it? When is this movie getting wrapped up? This movie was really good. I gotta say, without giving out spoilers and all that. 
I, I say give this movie a try because it has a post credit scene and it does it does lead to a s- sequel as well. A lot of things was hinted in the first movie for a sequel as well too. It wasn't like the post credit is hopefully there's going to be a sequel. The whole premise of the movie there are hints of of who's the original Blue Beater? I forget his name. I uh, have no clue. Who? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Blue Beetle first. Uh, first person. Hold on, I'm looking this up. Uh, what's his name? What's his name, Kev? Who are you talking about? The actor? That's that's. I got it. It's Ted Cohen. They 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 offer they they name Ted Cohen a lot in this movie, and you like you don't see him, but you see you hear a lot. And the second in the post credit kind of teases that up, and I'm like, that's nice, that's really good. The movie though, the end credit, stupid. Don't wait, watch past the end credits. Up to you. It's so stupid. That doesn't contribute anything going on to the next. But this movie, it was like it was a great movie. The actor was phenomenal. They, they have something here because everybody was enjoying it. Everybody, and it was a, like I said, it, it, it hit that demographic that a lot of DC and Marvel movies aren't hitting with the Hispanic demographic. And there are a lot of them at this movie watching. They're like, oh, we can relate to this movie. Just like how Black Panther was hitting the African demographic, this movie hit the Latino Latino demographic. Well, that's what I keep hearing. Like, uh, there's aspects of it. That, you know, with the family, uh, staying mm-hmm. with their grandparents, like there's a whole dynamic there that um, I don't want to say doesn't get, you know, light in comics, but like this highlights it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I want to talk more about the the lead actor, uh, Sholo Martinez. Great actor. Um, Great actor. He... I mean, obviously, we know him from Cobra Kai. We've covered that series very well here on the podcast. And, um, you know, if I had to pick somebody, a young up-and-coming actor, it would be him to lead this kind of a movie. And clearly, they made the right choice. I hope, because James Gunn is doing something over there at DC. I don't know what it is, if it's good or bad. But, like, if there's going to be holdovers, like they're doing with John Cena's Peacemaker... I think Margot Robbie is still being held mm-hmm. as Harley Quinn. Yep. Uh, and, and Jason um, Momoa is out as Aquaman. I think. I think um, the the lady from the the lady from Suicide Squad, the black lady, uh, Miranda Waller. Miranda Amanda Waller. Waller. Yeah, Amanda Waller. She's still in her actor. Still in in the movies as well. She was in uh, Shazam too. I think right. No, I'm um, her crony. She's like hologram. No. No, I thought she was no. a hologram at the end of that. But, oh, eh, whatever. That, that was Shazam one. Before we continue the show, I wanted to take a little time to talk about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find the things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else might not really work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. 
And for me personally, that's huge. I know that I am not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I know that I'm not getting up at four in the morning to go work out. But by using Noom and having that little more of uh, flexibility and stability, it certainly helps with my journey here. Noom also makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons that help you gain confidence and a practical knowledge one-on-one coaching, and cognitive behavioral approaches that teach you how to be mindful of your habit. 75% of Noom weight loss users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that is Noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash believe bl black adam i'm saying yeah she wasn't in black adam oh yeah, she, she wasn't black well, yeah yes you're right you're right you see shazam too my brain's on shazam too yeah see you know i haven't yeah. seen that i gotta watch that uh but yeah like i hope he's one of the holdovers because he's a good actor and he's <laughs> very good at what he does here he really apparently. is and going i don't know the actor's name but he plays hawk in the um in the corporate Kai, I want Hawk to play as Nova in the because um, oh. uh, everyone knows Nova is like an asshole kind of character, and Hawk showed that he could be that asshole character, but also still be a good guy as well. So cast him as Nova. This movie, also real quick, real quick, uh, it's Sholo Maraduina. I don't want to, you know, I-, I messed up. My bad. But yeah. just saying, just saying, just put it out there. Kev, Kev doesn't want to get canceled saying somebody's yeah. name wrong. It's my I, own I, culture. You, then you should say it right. I should, but whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever. This, you know, like uh, people say, like origins movies are getting like played out. It's the same thing. It's it's really funny. They make so many, and it's like they act though the. It's not all in English. There's some aspect with the family talks in Spanish, and it's like. They don't even have subtitles, so it's like only people that know Spanish will understand. There were people laughing at it, and I'm like, uh, he called him a bendejo. I know what that means, so it has to be funny. Like, aha, I may look brown, but I'm not that kind of brown. I know what that means, though, bendejo. But it, it, it was so great. It's like everything you want. It's self-sustained with teasing a little bit. They mentioned Superman. They mentioned Batman. His uncle calls Batman a fascist, which was actually made everyone chuckle. And the uh, movie theater made me chuckle as well. I was like, that's funny. Batman's a fascist. (laughs) And no, it was really good. The movie outdid The Flash. So you know it did something right. And this movie did no promotional things for the movies. Yeah, they just dropped the trailers and like kind of let it speak for itself. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a problem, especially whenever like... Let's face it, Blue Beetle. You you know the character more than me. Well, is what a C tier hero. Well, so here here's my thing. I was I you reminded me I was going to go into this. He is kind of like a C tier hero because he was from not he's from a different comics that got associated with the Warner Brothers, and like he wasn't really promised like in the young just like in the comics. He's not really like front and center like Green Lantern like Flash. He's like in the back. Um, the Young Justice anime, sh- anime show did talk about his origins and did a whole se- uh, season about him and all that. But it's like, I really didn't care about Blue Beetle that much. But this movie made me care about Blue Beetle. It made me be like, 
oh, I want to know more about him. I want to know what this next movie is going to be about now. And that's solely based, I have to say, the storytelling and the actor. The actor was just so charismatic. It felt like he loved being this character. And I feel like he took the role of being the first lead Latino actor being a superhero and he took it up to the next level he's like i gotta make this role great people are gonna be looking up to me all these these kids i got i gotta speak out to them and he i'm somebody who isn't latino i feel like he did that it's it's that you can tell especially whenever he was Mm -hmm. acting in cobra kai yeah he takes the role makes it his own but also like is tried and true to what the source content is and he's very eager whenever he talks whenever he's in those interviews uh he just the way he talks about like what he does it's it's passion yeah and doing that here capturing the demographic like you said that has been absent in superhero cinema for yeah. a very long time um it's good to see and you know, there was also little aspects of the movie I heard. Um, they took up his combat style from the Injustice games. Uh, that's huge, too, because that is like the first I'm going to just say, like, that is the first time I was introduced to Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. And I was like, oh, like, this is a cool character. And like, even in that game, you get little like bits of dialogue. You don't get the whole backstory. It's yeah. just like, hey, there's a superhero. He's part of DC. And now he's fighting everybody. I'm gonna give you the basics of him. Um, so like he, so the the scarab that he has is alien tech. The evil company is trying to f- figure out how to use it, and the beetle only the beetle only activates unless he chooses his host. He chooses Jaime Reyes as his host, and then it connects it into him, comes like an exoskeleton to an extent layman storms and then like it has synths. It talks to Jaime in his head. No one else can hear. It's like Jarvis. If Jarvis is in your head and only you can hear Jarvis rather than anyone else. And, you know, it would be like, it could sometimes take over if you need it. If you're getting your ass kicked, he was like, let me take over and all that. And it's like the only way you can get the beetle come out of you if the host dies. And the Young Justice thing, you don't know the beetle's name. You don't know what it's called. You just say beetle. Jaime automatically knows his name because he's like oh, i've been talking to the beetle its name is it's some uh, ancient name but it's like to me that was like really you just met the beetle and you're now getting her names like in the comics he does it takes him a while to get used to the beetle and to find out all right you're a part of me we should start working together you're on a first name basis with the beetle but yeah like it's just like it's those heroes like people are saying i was talking to my uncle about it the other day and he's like oh he's like there's this new marvel or dc hero movie coming out i don't even know who he is it's like those things that maybe they should take a chance on if this is anything to go off of the one knock i seen on the movie was this looks like it was supposed to be like a straight to hbo max type of movie i I don't know i mean hey if it's pulling numbers like it did and it's doing better than the flash like it was it really like meant to go to hbo max like that like the one thing i hate and i i say this about a lot of those superhero movies is like they kill off their villains in the rule of comic books it's like unless you see the body do you assume that they're not dead but it's like the majority of them like you know they're dead they haven't make another sequel it's like 
Doesn't when they kill the actors, you you don't but they, you don't see the body, you just see the explosion, and the villain is just human. You're like, oh, there's no way that human could survive that explosion. And it's like, can we have one movie where the villain, like Guardians of Galaxy three, the um, villain of that, we know he's not dead. They said that they got he's under arrested, blah blah blah. It'd be cool to see him come back, like on a. Disney Plus show or whatever. It's like, I don't want to keep seeing these villains die. I want them, like, because I grew up with the James Bond movies where one villain, you think he gets defeated and dead, and then two movies later, I'm back. You thought you could kill me, Mr. Bond? Like, I want that. Like, I want, oh, shit, he's back from the first movie. I want that aspect of the, uh, in the, in the um, superhero movies. I mean, we both uh, watched Arrow, and we've seen how nobody died on that show, and exactly what you said, until you see the body, you you just can't say never. Yeah, and I like see, but Arrow ran with seven seasons, and then and it kind of played out. But like, if you bring him back for one movie and then kill him off there, that's fine. But it's like, yeah. don't just kill you off your villains off. I can't watch him die again. I can't watch him. I was already broken at a mm. uh, crisis, but uh, you know. Yeah, that's neither here nor there. Well, they brought him back, and I told you he wasn't dead. You're like, oh, no, he's not dead. I'm like, nah, he's a specter. Like, nah, he's dead. He's dead. Mm. Can't bring up old trauma, but what we can do is end the Get Comfy Lowdown because that about does it here for the Get Comfy Lowdown. We hope you guys enjoyed it. This show goes live every single Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and, of course, the Believe Network. I have been Kalo, joined by the one and only. What up, guys? I've been BKS. And we'll see you guys next time. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.